It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Redskins, your daily Washington Redskins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, every day, every day. We welcome you to a new episode of the Locked on Redskins podcast. I'm your host, Chris Russell. And as always, we invite you to follow along at Locked Redskins. At Locked Redskins, we put up lots of links and stories and all sorts of Redskins coverage uh, there at Locked Redskins on Twitter as well. You can follow me individually at Russellmania621, at Russellmania621. In addition to our full-length podcast, uh, which we do here, which you're listening to right now. We do daily Google News Initiative five and one minute reports on the Washington Redskins. So please, 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 please check those out. Uh, daily one and five minute reports on your favorite football team, presumably the Washington Redskins through the Google News Initiative and Locked On Redskins as well. Redskinsreport.com. Uh, part of SI, I do all my writing there and a lot of video work, and we have a lot of cool features and a crew and a staff that gives a lot of different opinions. So if you're a huge Washington Redskins fan, we have you covered from pillar to post at redskinsreport.com. That's under the SI.com umbrella. So please uh, check it out and share a friend and uh, tell a friend, I should say, and share a link as well. You can listen to me on the radio. Um, from time to time, let's put it that way, 106.7 The Fan and the Radio.com app, and also by subscription to Warpath Magazine. All right, so let's get to it. The Redskins signed, well, agreed to terms with two more players. One of them actually signed. We'll get to him in just a little bit, but on Wednesday evening, the Redskins came to an agreement with Cody Latimer. The now former New York Giant wide receiver and kick returner, 2014 second round pick of the Denver Broncos. So Cody Latimer comes across uh, in the division. Again, former second round pick, played four years there in Denver, actually was with the Broncos. He didn't have a huge role. <sighs> he didn't have a huge role, but was with the Broncos for their Super Bowl 50 championship team when they beat Ron Rivera and then the Carolina Panthers. Meanwhile, since leaving Denver, he's been with the Giants the last two years. You may remember in that mid to late December, I guess it was sort of late December, a home game at FedEx Field scored a touchdown, part of a five-touchdown performance from Daniel Jones. It's just basically sitting down in the zone and three Redskins receivers, Landon Collins, uh, I think it was Sensabaugh, who just got cut the other day, and somebody else, Bostic, I believe, just, you know, in a zone. He found a hole and there was nobody even remotely close and they weren't able to close out. And Cody Latimer plunged in 
for a 10-yard touchdown from Daniel Jones. So, you know, why that's significant, you know, look, I don't want to make too big of a deal out of this, but it seems like Ron Rivera put a heavy emphasis on what he saw and what he's seen a lot of or what he saw first. And what I mean by that is this is the second dude that came into FedEx Field, Logan Thomas, the first one, in late November, and a game that Ron has mentioned significantly and many times when it comes to Dwayne Haskins. Uh, But Logan Thomas caught a touchdown pass in that game. Cody Latimer scored a touchdown pass in this particular game that we're talking about. I mean, obviously later than the Lions game. But this is the tape that Ron Rivera first saw. He said he watched the final six games of the Redskins season. So now he's watched everything, right? We all understand that. But certain things may have jumped out to him. Maybe he liked what he saw a little bit more out of Latimer, a little bit more out of Logan Thomas than others that he saw on tape. And maybe he had a little bit, you know, more of an opportunity to just sit down and focus uh, not having to come up with a game plan every week. I don't know. Uh, I, I could be completely speaking out of turn here, but it just seems like he's mentioned Haskins at the end of the Detroit game as a reason for what, what he liked about Dwayne Haskins. And then now you go out and you sign Logan Thomas and Daniel, uh, not Daniel Jones, Cody Latimer, um, who caught the touchdown pass from, from Daniel Jones. It just seems like there's kind of a heavy emphasis on what he saw in those final six games or so of the Redskins season. But here's how Cody Latimer can help the Redskins, not only as a receiver where he had, um, you know, 300 yards receiving two touchdowns um, on the year. And listen, he seems like he's got really good hands, you know, overall for a guy who hasn't, uh, put up big numbers in his career. I mean, I've seen some tape on him since they agreed to terms with him. You know, one-handed catches, good separation, uses his hands well to disengage, and obviously has speed. And one other area that they're definitely going to be able to use him, and maybe he'll be the primary guy in this area, is as kick returner. He had 24 returns last year for the Giants, 570 yards, a 23-8 average, no touchdowns, but I saw a 50-yard return against the Dallas Cowboys. I believe that was on Monday Night Football, maybe it was Sunday Night Football, I can't remember, uh, in which he really kind of hit a hole, burst, broke a couple of tackles. So the Redskins always need help in that area. Right, They were better at it last year than they have been, uh, certainly, but they need help. And you need depth and you need competition. This isn't ideally the veteran receiver that you know we all thought was going to happen, but Cody Latimer is a pretty interesting uh, addition. And we don't know the contract terms yet, but I would also say this, you know, he, I think he'll make the team. I don't think this is just, you know, a camp body or anything like that. They've been looking for a veteran receiver. He certainly qualifies in that mold. He's not guaranteed to be anything. He can help you out on specials, and he can help you out, give you some speed option in case something happens to Terry McLaurin. Remember, McLaurin missed the Week 4 loss at the Giants last year and also missed Week 17 
at the end of the season. So I think this is a pretty decent addition for the Redskins. Terry McLaurin, Stephen Sims, uh, Kelvin Harmon, Trey Quinn, you know, basically the four some you know, at the top of the wide receiver unit, now you add Latimer in, and now you have a pretty good group of five guys. All right, also, uh, the Redskins signing another offensive lineman, right? So, you know, this guy you're probably not going to remember the name of unless you watched a lot of Indianapolis Colts football in 2017. The Redskins have signed Jeremy Vuchnevich, uh, or Vuchnevich, um, V-U-J-N-O-V-I-C-H. Now, you might ask, who is Jeremy Vuchnevich? Well, he was undrafted, signed to the Green Bay Packers in 2014, played with the Arizona Cardinals, and also played with the Indianapolis Colts. Now, in 2017... In 2017, he played all 16 games, started all 16 games for the Indianapolis Colts and Andrew Luck at left guard. Played over 1,000, or played 1,030 snaps, allowed six sacks. But then he moves on to the Arizona Cardinals, which, you know, I'm not sure exactly what that tells you. And in only 147 snaps in 2018, about two thirds of those at left guard. A third, roughly, at right guard, he allowed three sacks in a very limited amount of snaps. So he played both guard spots for five games for 2018 in Arizona, and he didn't play at all last year. So, I mean, he's only played, again, five games in the last two years. And you would think, you know, with playing 16 games and starting 16 games for Andrew Luck in Indianapolis, even though Andrew Luck did not have a great offensive line, certainly he seems to be seems to be a guy who was signaled out for that because they moved on despite him starting 16 games. So uh, interesting that the Redskins are bringing in a little depth here. Uh, we'll see what that all means in terms of the competition if and when we get to training camp. All right, coming up next, we're going to hear from head coach Ron Rivera. He joined my pal Kyle Bailey on WFNZ in Charlotte on Tuesday uh, during the midst of a flurry of these moves. Is Dwayne Haskins the starting quarterback? He'll tell you what his thoughts are next on the Locked On Redskins podcast. Hi, I'm Jake from Locked On. Think of all the amazing things in life that are expressions of you, your favorite football team, what you wear to the playoff watch party, that song that you stream over and over to get you pumped up for the gym, or the recommendations that you share with your friends on the top six comedy podcasts that are best to listen to on a long road trip, or even your new haircut, which may or may not be an epic bowl cut from the 90s and hopefully is. Everything that makes you, you makes all the difference. State Farm believes insurance should work the same way. Your plan, your coverage selections can be personalized by you. And the ability to choose the plan you want by picking the options that fit you, like choosing to bundle your home and auto policies, is what the State Farm Personal Price Plan is all about. Getting the coverage you want at an affordable price just for you. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. 
All right, this is the Locked on Redskins podcast. I'm Chris Russell. Great to have you with us. So long first segment, so let's get right to it. Ron Rivera, Redskins head coach, joining Kyle Bailey, WFNZ in Charlotte on Tuesday during the midst of free agency. So let's hear from the head ball coach of the Washington Redskins. Still weird to say former head coach of the Carolina Panthers, but now the head coach of the Washington Redskins, Ron Rivera, with us on the Technicom guest line. Coach, how you been? I'm good, Kyle. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. It's uh, it's a lot right now. You know what I mean? The world's in a weird place. Yeah, I know. It really is. It really is. It's it's, it's been strange, and you know, it's been disruptive, and, and and hopefully everybody's you know taking it seriously and being careful. Yeah, like well, since you said that, right? Because I, I hear the urgency in your voice when you say that. I see a lot of football coaches being asked to step up and make videos, urging people to comply with social distancing and to do what's been like. What do you think that's about? I mean, are the organizations, the leagues, asking coaches to do that? What do you know? Yeah, I mean, I really just think it's the community asking the guys to, to step up, which I think is cool. I mean, yeah. you know, so many people look to, 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 to people in the community to, to help out. And now's an opportunity to step up and, you know, and, 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 and get involved. Absolutely. Ron, I'll, I'll jump into it, man. We were on the air yesterday shortly after the show started. News broke that uh, there's a deal between the Panthers and the Redskins to send Kyle Allen your way and, and sending a fifth rounder back this way. Uh, what was the impetus behind that deal, and, and why did you feel it was important to get Kyle to D.C.? Well, the biggest thing more than anything else is that you know Kyle fits what we do. He understands our, our system. You know, Scotty Turner's our offensive coordinator. You know, we're using the, the system that we had basically had in place for nine seasons. And Kyle's a young quarterback. He's had some success. You know, he he he's, he's good in the locker room. He understands what I'm looking for. He understands what Scotty's looking for. So hopefully we can take that and use it to our advantage with our with our new team. I mean, I, I, is Dwayne Haskins your starting quarterback? I mean, is that what you're going into camp believing, or are these guys going to compete? That's what we're going to camp believing, but they're going to compete. I mean, yeah. at the end of the day, you know, nobody knows what's going to happen. So we've just got to get ourselves ready and, 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 and really like who we have in terms of our young quarterback. But Kyle's also a young guy that's got, got a live arm that understands the game, understands how we do things. So I'm excited about what this potential could be. All right, Ron Rivera, head coach of the Washington Redskins. He's with us here on the Technicom guest line. Uh, coach, everybody out here in Charlotte listening right now wants to know your thoughts on the uh, the news of the day. Cam Newton's been released, and it's been kind of a week in the making. We got the, the news of the Teddy Bridgewater signing last week, and now today we get the news that the Cam Newton era has come to an end in, in with the Carolina Panthers. The news broke. How, how did it hit you? And, and I'm, I'm certain you've reflected a good bit in this stretch. Well, well and truthfully, you know, it's, it's not really for me to comment on, on, on decision and uh, what they did going forward. But the biggest thing, more so than anything else, is I was just very fortunate to have been there and been his head coach. I mean, Cam was great for us. You know, he, he got us to a Super Bowl. He won the league MVP. You know, he set a nice legacy there in, in, in the city of Charlotte, the community. Um, you know, just a super guy. And you're right, I did reflect a lot. had a lot of conversation with a bunch of friends and you know, just about, you know, who he was for us and, and what he meant. And, you know, it's, it's, it's an unfortunate thing, but it's also part of the game. You, you know, not everything lasts forever. I mean, heck, Tom Brady's in Tampa Bay now. That's true. That's very true. And, Coach, look, I know you've been asked this several times already. Uh, Cam passed a physical yesterday, not that part, but, uh, you know, with his impending, um, you know, freedom to go where he wanted to go or even a trade possibility, any interest, was there any interest in bringing him to D.C.? Have you had any conversations of that of that manner? No, I mean, uh, you know, at the end of the day, 
we have a young football team with a young quarterback in, in position, and we have the chance to set and establish a thing. So, you know, that's the way we're looking at it. Going forward, you never know what's going to happen, but where we are right now, and, and you know, we, we made a commitment to a young guy, to young guys, to be honest with you, to find out who we have as a football team. Your your exit from this organization, I thought, was really well received. I thought they uh, they did a really nice job in thanking you on the, on the way out and and highlighting all the great things that you did. You you did a lot of that yourself, and justifiably so. Uh, people texting and calling in today saying that the end of the era wasn't handled properly with respect to not just Cam but Greg and you and all that sort of stuff. I mean, is is that a thing that we should just? I mean, should we have no expectation that uh, that eras end well in the NFL? This is a business, after all. How do you reconcile those things? Well, it is a business, and, and, and like I said, on, on my way out, you know, Mr. Tepper treat, treated me fairly. He did. He treated me with dignity, gave me an opportunity to move on and move on quickly, which I really appreciated. You know, no matter how you look at it, you know, not everybody's going to be happy about it. It's unfortunate, but it's also the nature of the, of the game. But, you know, as I said, Mr. Tepper was great with me. He really was. We had a great conversation, and we still text on occasion, and, and, and we really do. I mean, he, he's just been good and super, and, you know, I'm appreciative of that. Ron Rivera, head coach of the Washington Redskins. He's with us here on the Technicom guest line. Coach, uh, I don't want to keep you too awfully long here, but we started off the show talking about how the the coronavirus pandemic has impacted the entire world and certainly football. The NFL has been a godsend for guys like me, quite frankly, for the past week and a half because we've had this NFL free agency news to talk about. Uh, Moving forward, do you have any expectation for when the, the league could possibly resume something akin to normal activity? I mean, does anybody have a grasp on that right now? No, nobody does, and, and, and quite honestly, I think you know the biggest thing we can do is listen to the healthcare professionals. You know, uh, heed their warnings, heed their directions, just follow what they're telling us, and and hopefully, you know, the things will subside and, and we can get back to normal. We just don't know when, um, but in the meantime, you know, everybody be smart, be safe. You know, and, and again, practice. Have uh, as far as the draft goes, how has that how has this altered your approach as a team to the draft? Because you can't have the workouts, you can't have contact, no physicals. The facilities are closed. I mean, are you concerned as a franchise about that? What adjustments are you making? Well, the biggest thing everybody has to do is you're going to have to rely on your scouts and what they've been doing on the players for at least three years. You know, um, most of these scouts know who these guys are. They've been working on them for over three seasons. Um, and, and again, now you're going to just see how good your scouting departments are. Ron, do you look back at, at any point in time in, in this in your tenure here with the Carolina Panthers, and and do you do you identify a moment, uh, a game, a play, something you look back on and think if this had gone differently or that had gone differently, we might be having a different conversation? Yeah, the 2016 season. Uh, you know, the the, the 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 unfortunate you know play of the 2016 season was probably the you know the one thing that I I always reflect and just wish it could have been different. You know. Just everything from from miss you know the the from from, from losing the game you know the opener to, to Denver and Denver to uh, to Michael Orr getting hurt you know to, um, to 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 some of the other injuries that happened that season and then Cam getting hurt in the San Diego game I mean you you just you know it, it's there there that that season really to me was really the, the 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 kind of the crux of it all in terms of you know the the the, the, the slowdown and then kind of the spiral I mean if you go back and look at what happened in 2016 I think that's the season I point to is I wish we could we could have had things differently there so with that in mind I mean you you told me I think it was two days after the the announcement that you were moving on that you know, if Cam Newton doesn't get hurt you don't think we're having that conversation and I think that makes a whole lot of sense and I'm glad you brought that up Last thing here, and I'll cut you loose, Coach. Has, has Matt Rule reached out to you at all for any advice, coach to coach, about uh, the, the Panthers and how to proceed here with this organization? No, I, 
I, I think the biggest thing for Coach is, you know, he, he's got a way of doing things. And, and he's been coach, he's been a head coach in, you know, in, in college football for the last, uh, for several years and has been very successful. And, you know, I think, again, it, it's, it's how he's going to do things. And, uh, you know, we, we'll cross paths. It's just the way it is in the NFL. And, uh, you know, he's, he's done some good things. He really has. And I'm excited for, uh, for the organization because, again, you know, my heart's in, uh, in Charlotte. I love the folks there. And, uh, again, just wish him nothing but the best. Any, any chance you'd, you'd tip me off as to what you're going to do with that second overall pick? Yeah, we're going to pick us a good player. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I figured that was the best I would get. Coach, it's always a pleasure, man. We appreciate you as always. You're a class act. We'll talk to you soon. All right. Hey, everybody be safe, okay? Absolutely. Ron Rivera, head coach of the Washington Redskins, with us there on the Technicom guest line. All right, once again, that's courtesy of WFNZ in Charlotte and Kyle Bailey. We appreciate them for helping us out and granting permission to use that Ron Rivera interview and so that you guys could hear it uh, in total. Again, the whole interview, if you want to listen to it again, uh, available on the WFNZ website and as well on radio.com. So we appreciate them for allowing us to use that on Ron Rivera, talking about Dwayne Haskins, Kyle Allen, uh, and a very weird offseason and Cam Newton. All right, time to wrap it up. We'll do that next. We'll talk about Quentin Dunbar with Corbin Smith, who hosts the Locked on Seahawks podcast and as well writes and covers the Seahawks for SI.com as well in Seahawks Maven. We'll do that next right here on the Locked on Redskins podcast. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, good to have you with us. We wrap up the show with a conversation with Corbin Smith, who uh, I hooked up with uh, earlier this week when the Seahawks traded for Quentin Dunbar. We thought we'd get together and exchange some conversation about why the trade was made and uh, what the Redskins were kind of looking at and, you know, um, kind of a, a firsthand view, if you will, uh, on what Quentin Dunbar is all about. So we'll cover you here with that. And then in a coming up episode or a future episode, uh, Corbin's going to help us out with J.D. McKissick, who he covered uh, for a little while in Seattle. So here's part of our conversation about Quentin Dunbar. By acquiring cornerback Quentin Dunbar from the Washington Redskins for a fifth round pick, the 167th, 162nd selection in April's draft. To break down all the details surrounding Seattle's latest trade to upgrade their secondary, I'm excited to welcome Chris Russell of Locked On Redskins and Redskin Maven to the show. How are you today, Chris? Hey, Corbin. Thanks for having me, man. Thanks for uh, doing this and uh, always to. You know, good to catch up. And, uh, you know, these two teams have done some playoff business in, in years past, but not many trades. Of course, the Redskins once had Jim Zorn as their head coach uh, for a couple of years. So there's a lot of 
Uh, there's a lot of ties between uh, John Schneider was once a, a Redskins executive. A lot of ties between these two organizations. Not a whole lot of trade. So I'm excited to talk about this one. Obviously, this was a huge move for the Seahawks. The secondary was one of their bigger weaknesses last year, in part because the pass rush was really bad. And it's hard for your secondary to be good when you can't get after the opposing quarterback, vice versa. But this is certainly one that couldn't have been easy for the Redskins as far as making trades are concerned because Dunbar is a player that was not even a priority undrafted free agent coming out of Florida. He was kind of third or fourth receiver on their depth chart most of his career and comes to Washington. He's a receiver, and then they, they love what they see on special teams with him jamming and press coverage on special teams. So they're like, let's try him at corner. And he develops into a really good corner over the past few years, developing that position. So it can't be easy for the Redskins to move on. Discuss for a second why you think Washington was willing to trade Dunbar for just a fifth-round pick, given the development he's had over the years. So I, I think they rushed into this deal. Let's start with that. I didn't think they had to make the deal yesterday or tomorrow or next week, but they were exhausted from deal. the new regime. Ron Rivera, Jack Del Rio, uh, Kyle Smith, their new essentially general manager, um, they didn't have much patience, and they don't have much patience as they try and install a new culture, a culture of accountability, and a culture of all-in, and not me, 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 me. They hated how Quentin Dunbar, who's a good guy. I've covered Quentin since he came into the league in 2015. You know, I've talked to him a number of times. He really isn't a jerk. He really is kind of modest and unassuming. I don't know quite what got into uh, – well, I do know – some of what got into his anger, which I'm sure we'll get to. Uh, you know, so the Redskins were just tired of dealing with it, and they didn't want any malcontents, and they uh, decided to pay Kendall Fuller, brought him back from the Super Bowl champion Kansas City Chiefs after trading him a couple of years ago, and they looked around and they said, well, if he's making $10 million a year, we're not giving Quentin Dunbar even close to that, if anything at all, of a raise from $3.25 million in his final year. We're not dealing with this circus all year. And they looked around. Maybe they panicked a little bit. Maybe they rushed in a little bit. But they didn't want other teams filling their holes at corner and then therefore being left holding the bag and not being able to get anything for them. So they spun the deal and got the fifth-round pick back that they used to get Kyle Allen from Carolina. Yeah, it's interesting how this entire process played out with them making two trades yesterday, now getting a quarterback that's familiar with Ron Rivera playing in Carolina for him last year. So a number of different trades going on there. Looking at the player, as I mentioned, former receiver, six foot two. He's got the length that John Schneider and Pete Carroll just covet at outside corner. What's his ceiling as a player? Obviously, he was playing in an all-pro Pro Bowl caliber level before he got hurt last year. What is the ceiling for for Dunbar? And I guess my other question here, I've noticed he's played a little bit of slot for the Redskins as well. Do you see that as something that he could do for the Seahawks if called upon? I don't see him as a great slot player, and they really tried to avoid that as much as possible as he developed. So I really see him as an out... And and I, I really see him just purely as an outside corner, and that's how they you know, used him largely, um, you know, and, and mostly. Um, I don't think they thought his frame necessarily would match well with kind of the jitterbug smaller receivers in the slot. So let's just say I think he fits perfectly in the mold that you're talking about, the taller, 
more athletic, longer reach type corners. The one thing about Dunbar, besides, you know, again, you look and you say, well, four interceptions, that's good, right? And only 11 games. Again, that's good. Um, he is really, I, I think, he is pretty darn smart in terms of his mental approach to the game. He understands patterns. He understands routes. He understands where he needs to be, where a ball might be released or where it might be headed even before it gets there or even before it's released. He is a, I guess what you would say, a student of the game. Now, is he a brain surgeon? No. I'm talking about from a football IQ standpoint, he's not a dummy. Is he above average? Absolutely. Is he really smart? That's debatable. But I think you're getting a pretty good football IQ player who, again, has tremendous athleticism in addition to the longer frame that you're talking about uh, that Quinton Dunbar brings to the table. And again, I think he has a nose for the football. And, I, you know, he, he has developed amazing. I mean, it's really a true success story from, like you said, receiver when he first got to the Redskins undrafted out of Florida in 2015. Jay Gruden, Scott McLuhan, former Seahawk executive, they deserve a lot of credit for turning him around. Joe Barry, now the uh, Rams defensive, um, you know, co-defensive coordinator, whatever he is, they deserve a lot of credit for turning and flipping Quinton Dunbar. Looking at this from the Redskins' perspective, I'll add this as well. From the film I've gotten to watch, another thing that I really think the Seahawks love about this player He's only had six missed tackles the last two years combined. He has been really good at when he gets to ball carrier, he gets him to the ground. So Pete Carroll cannot stand that if his corners cannot tackle. All right, that's going to wrap it up for us on this edition of the Locked on Redskins podcast. Again, thanks to Corbin Smith, uh, part of Seahawk Maven, uh, and as well, the Locked on Seahawks podcast right here on the Locked On Podcast Network as well. Thanks to Kyle Bailey, WFNZ, and Ron Rivera, uh, and everybody there. And thank you for listening and downloading and for supporting what we're trying to do here. Adios. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. 